What happens when everything feels to only present sad moments to you? What happens when you feel like you've lost it all? How do you get back to believing in your dreams again? How do you find a reason to make hope become the light that you pursue? How do you find your aim again? How do you find a reason to not only smile because you feel the need to smile, but genuinely smile because you feel good on the inside? What happens when you cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel? What happens when your past is very haunting? What happens when everything that you've built, you can physically, mentally, and emotionally see it crumbling before your face or lay there crumbled before your face? How do you get back to where belief is practical? How do you get back to a place where dreams can become reality? How? 2020 has given us so many different phases of what we thought were the fabrics of our lives you know the thread has been pulled to the point where some people feel like it's only best that i let go as opposed to trying to hold on to a material that doesn't seem like anything is intact anymore families have been broken up a lot of people have lost their jobs a lot of people has literally lost loved ones and are dealing with the pain and sadness a place where you never thought you would find yourself and a lot of people are trying to find comfort in those places but how do you do such of believing in restarts which is what my topic today is how do you get back to a place where you once believed that almost anything is possible with your effort? How do you get back to any place after you've seen the worst of yourself, after everything that used to be and could have been is what you live by in the present today? Is it possible? That's what we're going to discuss in this episode today on the other side of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forget Norms with Mr. Fashino. What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of our show, Forget Norms. I am Mr. Fashino and I am grateful to be here today uh, having this moment with you. As always, we appreciate everybody who listens, who tunes in, who shares, and who comments. Thank you so much for your uh, responsibility of giving us the audience, and we take that not for granted, but we really appreciate every second that you lend your ears to what we have to say on this show. Let, let me let me go right into this, and and I, and I want to start this with 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 a very brief, uh, significant moment that just happened to me this week. So, if you don't know, I'm into film and television, and uh, we run a small TV and radio station called Cry Out Radio TV, where we broadcast uh, live um, TV programs. And so, recently, we've been expanding, and so we decided to make some key acquisitions of personnel that are going to work within the company. And as I'm going through the resumes and something jumped out of me in one of the resumes that I read. A guy had sent in a cover letter and for some weird reason, when I read the cover letter, nothing really was explicit in the cover letter, but I felt, I felt a desperation, 
not because he was desperate, but I felt the desperation. There is something weird about spiritual connections that people have with one another. And sometimes we tend to also ignore that in our dealings in life. I don't. I like to respect it. So when I felt the connection, I said, let me call. But I knew for a fact that I wasn't calling or making the phone call to this individual because I wanted to offer them a position uh, because what they had applied for was actually the wrong resume for the job that we had posted. But I knew that something about their personal life was intriguing to me and I wanted to talk to them about that and that's what my, my push was. So when I made the phone call to them, surprisingly when they answered the phone, um, he made a statement and he said, I know I'm not qualified for the job, but I just, I wanted to give it a shot anyways. I said, so why would that be the first thing that you would tell me? He said, because I don't want to waste your time. And so then I asked him, I said, what really were you applying for? Interestingly, said to me, I just want to talk to somebody. I said, okay, what's going on? What do you, what do you want to talk about? He said, um, I just cut out a nasty divorce. Everything that I built my life and, you know, three kids, I've lost them all. And quite honestly, I'm, uh, you know, I'm spiraling down and I don't even know what to do. And so we got to talking and I asked him, I said, what makes you feel like you've lost everything? He said, I don't have nothing. I said, well, so I'm, you know, it's a pretty depressed way of assessing yourself. So I asked him, I said, you know, your hands and feet, uh, are they chopped off? He said, no, I still got my hands and feet. I said, you looking at life with one eye or do you still have both of them so yes yeah. no no physically i got everything i said well then let's start there you have a lot that can bring you some of the things that you possibly desire to have but don't have them you desire to want those things but you don't have them so if we start from that place of what you have then we can get to a place where some of the needs that you think you should have or the wants that you think you should have could be possibly easy for you to acquire. And he said to me, he said, but emotionally, I'm not there. I said, well, you already recognize that you're not there. Where is there that you want to be? He said, in a happy place. I said, so where do they sell happiness that we can, I can cash up your money right now so you can go purchase it so he laughed on the phone he said you're a funny guy i said absolutely not i'm not even close to being funny mind you i don't even remember what your last name is and we're just having a casual conversation not to bother you with my discussion with them i went ahead and started to think about how many people are in his place how many people feel the same way that he felt because of an incident in their lives that they had placed so much value on and now that value is no longer there or that incident or that thing or that person or that place, that job is no longer there. So the value that you had expressed on that incident, on that job, on that person, that loved one vacates your own personal value that you take for yourself. I used, I, I've always loved when people say, treat others how you want to be treated. But then I always say a lot of people cannot even relate to that statement because they don't even know 
how they should be treated. They don't, they don't know how to take care of themselves. It's almost like when a doctor gets sick, who takes care of him? Does he, does he have to force himself to take medications as he forces his patients to take medication? When a nurse is going through an ailment, does he take care of, him, of his or herself the same way that he takes care of the patient? The answer should be yes, you should. But a lot of us don't say yes to that question when we ask ourselves, how do we take care of ourselves? You have to believe in the possibility of what could have been that can still be but not necessarily in the same light of what used to be i've seen too many people who've gone through one two three four five marriages and on the sixth one they find happiness and they stay married with the sixth one as if they've never ever been divorced I've seen too many people who have gone through several jobs and then they find a job sometime that gives them the satisfaction that they need. And it prompts me to say this. If what you get in life is not what you want, then you need to reevaluate the things that you value. If what you get in life is not what you want, then you need to reevaluate the things that you value because the fundamental truth about life is that the way we see the world is directly correlated to the way the things that we value. Our outlook in life is directly correlated to the things that we value. And another truth also holds that the things that we value in life tends to blind us from other things that we could possibly value, but are not necessarily looking to value those things. And so when you find yourself in a place where you feel like you've hit rock bottom, you feel like everything that you built is lost, you just have to realize that everything that you need to build further is starting. You might say, well, but that is, that is not so easy for you to, to feel because it's a pain that is attached to the loss. Very factual. However, the pain cannot necessarily dictate the movement of forward progress. Otherwise, we just wallow in a pit which has no value, which has no hope. You may find it hard to believe, but some people value suffering more than success. Even though they hit the emotions that accompanies the suffering, most of how they see the world is through the eyes of someone who suffering is something. Like if they don't suffer, they don't feel like they, they, they live in it. You, on the other hand, might not be that type of person. You might be somebody who believes in hope, but then life has compromised you to the point where your belief in everything is shattered. How do you get back to that place? I'm never a big fan, and if you guys know, the show is about forget norms. I'm never a big fan of norms and all these traditional sayings that people say because one size doesn't necessarily fit all. Like, for instance, you know, uh, if life gives you lemon, make lemonade really no no if life gives me lemon i have to figure out whether or not i want to hold on to the lemons in the first place let alone make lemonade or second of all i gotta figure out whether i want lemonade was i craving for lemonade for me to make lemons but those simple phrases puts us in a position where we never get to orient ourselves when it comes to the situations that we find ourselves in life if they present negative emotions to us Oh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. No, not necessarily. It just happens that what doesn't kill me happened. 
not necessarily strong from that because if I go to test my muscles whether I'm strong I might find out that I am disappointed that that thing that didn't kill me left me weaker than I thought I was strong and I understand these things are metaphorical you know figures speeches or whatever you want to call them but I'm also saying that when your thought process is not refined for you to be able to distinguish between that metaphor and that figure of speech you find yourself in a very compromising place and so a lot of this you know pre- thinking of presuppositions about lives and things that we believe them to be what they are first of all has to be taken account for when we start to check our emotional state and say okay i just lost my job what happens well the first things first is that your body goes into a buffer try to figure out the future things that are going to happen that you may not necessarily have control over but then again you ask yourself how do you know that you don't have control over when it's in the future what can i do right now to take care of myself well let me first of all take care of my emotional state to make sure that i'm not going into a place where i can't be consistent with my future and very few people have the ability to do that but that is the one way that you start to see and believing in the fact that a restart is very possible. And I'll give you a few tips of how you can get yourself to a place where all these things that, you know, sometimes some of even how we feel has been taught to us when people lose their jobs, they may not even need to be sad, but it's one of those things where as soon as you lose your boss, somebody's telling you, oh, sorry, sorry, why? We don't have to almost always feel sad when one thing ends because one thing about life is that it either starts, it is in the middle, or it ends. And so when a process starts, it gets to the middle and it ends, you just have to look forward to the next process that's getting ready to begin. That is the life process that if you could put your mind in that realistic thinking to say, hey, the only way something else could have started was for this to end. And because my eyes of how I see the world is based on the things that I value most. Therefore, what I was valuing at this thing that has now stopped was blocking me from something else that I could have valued. So this is an opportunity for me to start to look at new values and try to create something new from what has just ended. It creates an opportunity for you to look forward and push through. So how do you believe in restarting? Let me close with, with, with some of the points. Number one, endings are not a bad thing. Sometimes when things end, it's not bad. It's an opportunity for something else to start. So if you're in a relationship where someone just walked out on you and they stopped, eight billion other people are waiting to have a relationship with you you still have the option to pick and choose who you have a relationship with the power is still in your hand they didn't take that power away from you because they walked off it is this social constructs of life where when things happen naturally which i think two people can come to a place even after 20 years of their life and look at each other and say you know what this ain't working out i don't think we are compa as compatible as we think we should have been and i make up and say let's walk away well the world looks at you and creates this whole negative aspect of what is that you failed in your marriage no you didn't if anything you want in life you came to a point where you realize that this is not giving me so much happiness and i can't keep doing this and you backed off from that and you start something new it's not as, as impressive as society would would want you to be as a person second of all the things that you love tend to blind you to an extent and so when those things that you love and value are walking away from you, you lost your job, you lost a loved one, not 
death in a sense, but you know, relationship breakup and friendship breaks up, break up. That value now gives you the opportunity for you to see other things that you've been blinded from. Now you see the world, you see a clear picture, you still have the choice to make. A third thing that I want to talk about, life is never and never has been a straight shot. Life has too many blind sides. Life has too many winds and turns. It has too many hills and it has too many valleys. But what life also has is the ability for you to control your emotions, whether you're blindsided, whether you're in a valley, whether you're in a hill. But sometimes that blindside comes with a lesson that you needed to learn as well. And so when you find yourself in a low place, you just have to realize that all I need to do is to restart myself and start thinking on this low place so I can rise back to the, to the top again, as opposed to worrying about the fact that I used to always be on a mountaintop. Well, you're not on a mountaintop no more. I used to be married. You're not married no more. I used to date this guy. You're not dating them no more. You can date other people now. You have the option to actually learn new things about yourself. It is, it is, it is, it is the ability, the power to, to recognize that it is not a straight shot. So because it's not a straight shot, I am prone to almost anything that is going to make me go through a windy path. And sometimes it might not be fun, but it's necessary. It is what it is. But you have an opportunity to create a whole new life. Next thing that I want to talk about is key to me. Choose freedom. What do I mean by choose freedom? choose to accept what is as opposed to you trying to control and wish for what could have been because of the uncompromising ways of life because of how life is your best way to attain freedom is to accept that which comes to you wrapped in life and that is the best thing for you to do stop wishing that i had this or i had that stop finding ways people have said this to them in so many different ways um Enjoy the things that you have and don't worry about the things, you know, the Bible talks about do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow shall take care of itself. To me, that is freedom. Freedom for you to understand that that which is to come is going to be good. That which is here is what I have. The imagination of some desirable outcome is only a wishful thinking. And when that doesn't come, there's no need for me to be disappointed because if I really could have made that happen, then I wouldn't be disappointed. So because I don't have the power to be able to make that physically become present, that which I imagine, then it's only foolish for me to sit there and wallow in my tears. I never wished for a divorce, but I'm divorced. Okay. I never wished for my boyfriend or girlfriend to leave me. Okay. I never wished for my job to not be where my source of income comes in. Okay. But then what can you continue to wish for now? You got to wish for something else. You can't wish for something that is already passed. The person left, the job left. You can continue to wish, but you have to accept the fact that your wishes did not necessarily come true. And finally, and this is my key one, do not pretend. A lot of us try to pretend and, you know, I'm okay. This, this whole, this whole, you know, plastic preparation of, of, of greetings where somebody says, you know, how are you? you say, oh, I'm, I'm good. When really you're not. No, don't pretend. I'm not saying walk around and tell everybody your problem. But the key person that needs to know that you're not okay is you. And don't tell yourself, I'm okay, I'm okay. No, I'm not okay. But I know why I'm here and I know where I'll go from here. I have a plan. I'm going to come up with a plan. I'm going to come up with a plan to, to navigate myself through this phase. I'm not worried about what used to be. I'm not worried about the job that I used to have because that's gone. I'm not worried about the, the partner that used to sit here every day with me. My bed is not cold. 
You know, I'm not lonely. I might have missed somebody in the moments that we share, but it doesn't require me to be lonely. It doesn't require me to get to a point where I should stop loving myself, that I have to love you. And when you get out of my life, I stop loving me to the point where I accept the suffering and depression of my own personal self. That is insane to me. If you don't love them more than you love yourself, then their absence is causing you pain. And because you love yourself more than that, yourself should be able to compensate for their absence. Well, I really like that job because that, well, do you like that job more than you like yourself? Because that job is causing you to now expose the fact that you really don't like yourself. Because if you really like yourself and you're supposed to take care of yourself, then when you see yourself going into a depression, it only behooves you to find a way for you not to go into a depression. Which means that you therefore have to become okay with that which you lost. Because the key thing that you shouldn't lose is yourself. And you still have that. So if you're losing yourself now because of that which you lost, therefore you're placing more value on that which you loved more than you're placing value on yourself. And that is not so much a good depiction of somebody who loves themselves. So I understand this is a, a very touchy subject. I understand this is a very weird place. And I also understand that some people are dealing with realistic pain and sufferings of their lives so some people are dealing with real life issues but what i also want to provoke them to understand is that some of our real life issues are wrapped into norms and traditions that we are subconsciously adhering to but not knowing that the real life issue that we have is to love ourselves more and to take care of ourselves better than we take care of our jobs It's to take care of ourselves better than we take care of our partners even it's a take care. I always tell folks and I say, listen, my wife has an independent life. I have an independent life. Somewhere along the line, we get together and take care of the family. But before she gets together with me, she needs to make sure that she's intact for herself, not for me. When I die tomorrow, she will remain on this earth and has to deal with the earth in my absence. And the reverse is also true. So before we even get to say we love each other, we have to make sure that our love for ourselves is very genuine and real that with or without our, the, the other person there, we can take care of ourselves. Place values in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in the fact that when something ends, you're going to start a new thing. And it will help you to believe in restarts. Until next time, take care of yourself, guys. Peace. For more information, or to get in contact with our host, visit our website, www.forgetnorms.com.